Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Testing. Testing. Test. Okay. <clears throat> Shabbat Shalom. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Little glitches in my throat that we are going to wash away, hopefully, with this water. Okay. <clears throat> Shabbat Shalom. I hope you're well. I mean, your day is going well. I hope all is well with you. Trying to get myself situated with this mic and this volume level. Um, I have some. I did say Shabbat Shalom, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, first Shabbat Shalom, the third time. Hope your day is going well. Second, I have some um, announcements. I haven't done announcements in a while. I think I did some last week and I'm going to do some today. Um, when I really have something to say, that's when I'll start doing the announcements. Um, first thing I want to say is I want to say a happy birthday to my nephew and my son. Um, today is the Sabbath, which is the 15th the 12th was my nephew's birthday happy birthday the 13th was my son's birthday happy birthday and I just want to say this in regards to them I remember when they were little tiny toddlers little 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 cute as buttons for my son I want to say I love you to pieces. Love you to pieces. Um, I've watched you grow. I've watched you make mistakes. I've watched you fix your mistakes. I've watched you become a very respected person. I've watched you become someone that people gravitate to. You have a very positive spirit you are loved by everybody we can't help but love you because you just have this positive spirit about you and very um determined um there's so much I could say about you um I am proud of you Okay, I will just say that because I'll be here all day explaining how special you are to me. I can 
be sitting here discussing it all day, but I'm going to say this. Every day that you wake up is a blessing. You grow every day. You learn things every day. You love every day. You keep in touch with me like a son should. You're my kiddo. You are my kiddo. Um, I hope that you had a wonderful day because actually today is his birthday. And when you hear this, it's going to be the Sabbath. <laughs> But today is his birthday, and I want to say happy 37th birthday to you, and I wish you many more. I love you to pieces, and I hope your day is filled with peace. I'll say it like that. Um, that's one thing. Um, another thing I want to say is if you noticed, I've been doing a lot of uploads a lot, a lot, a lot, because there's a lot of stuff happening. Oh, there's a lot of stuff happening. And it actually has something to do with the scriptures. Now, I said before, if you just have this Bible, you only have one puzzle piece of hundreds of puzzle pieces that give you an overall picture. Now, I know a lot of people are not going to understand that. A lot of people are not going to know what I'm talking about. A lot of people may not believe it, but everything is relevant. And this is why I upload all kinds of stuff. Now, the average person could look at that and be like, wow, this is just random stuff. But uh-uh, everything has something to do with everything else. And when I upload, I'm giving you world news I'm in the United States, so I give you domestic news outside of the United States and everywhere in between. If the news hits my heart and brings um, something that is connected with the scriptures directly, because there's a lot of stuff that's happening now that is coming down the pike in the form of a prophecy then I'm going to upload it. Governments, individuals, uh, people doing all kinds of stuff that seem peculiar to the average person, but it's right on schedule in regards to scriptures. I'm uploading it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it has to do with health, individuals, all the systems, okay? All the systems. I'm uploading so we in the United States and outside of the United States, because I see you, I see you, everybody. I see you, all those countries, the 20 countries that's listening to me. I see you. Okay. I see you, meaning I'm paying attention to you and I'm uploading um, things that matter to everybody. And I do mean everybody. So. I'm going to continue to do that because I want you to understand that everything in this world is relevant. The most high has his eye on everybody, but not because things are happening now, because all this stuff was already done before the foundation of the world. And I'm going to prove that to you because I'm working on a lesson that I'm getting ready to bring to you. I'm almost finished. I got another book that I got to look at and reference. So in order for me to bring you exactly what 
I need. And even if I'm only bringing it to you in like one hour or so, I got to review books, look at them over again, get myself reacquainted and um, bring that into play. So that's what I'm doing. I got one more book. I have been in several books, just going over each and every thing that's in that book cross-referencing, doing everything I need to do to bring this lesson to you. And that's what I've been doing. So that's why um, I'm putting all this stuff that's relevant on the uh, platform just to give you an idea of what's going down. So um, I also want to say this, that um, there's no news that's not off limits when it comes down to uh, situations in the Bible. Because the Most High is talking about everybody. His reference is on a particular people, but the whole world is involved. So if there's breaking news, if there's news that uh, people are talking about or um, some news that's hidden um, by people and they don't want to talk about it. And I feel like this is something that I feel is relevant. I'm going to upload it with no prejudice. Okay. Cause nobody's, I'm not going to say nobody's safe, but, um, I'm not going to hold off and say, this is not news. I don't care what it is. If it's important enough and it has something to do with the scriptures, I am going to be uploading it just so that people get a sense of understanding that everything that's happening, the most high already knows and is already going to deal with. And that's what I want to say about that. Um, what else do I want to say? If you want, um, I don't know if you can hear um, my fan going back and forth. It's 87 degrees today. Like I said, today is the 13th, my son's birthday, and it's 87 degrees. Um, I didn't on, um, I didn't fix my air conditioning thing yet. My husband um, has to do it. We usually, in the winter, we uh, put um, window um, coverings and all that stuff so that we could protect the air conditioner because it sits in the window. Um, but he didn't undo it. So I have a fan on me and a fan on my cat because <laughs> she's laying on the floor. <laughs> my cat thinks she's human, really, for real. So um, <laughs> she has a fan on her and I have one on me. I have a small one on me and the big one's on her. So um, if you hear air going back and forth, please forgive me. I'm not cutting off the air conditioner. I mean, the uh, fan, cause it's hot. Um, I, I also have the window open, but because I do the, um, the lecture, sometimes I'm loud cause you can hear a mouse piss on cotton, seriously in this neighborhood. That's how quiet it gets. But when I'm doing lessons, um, my voice carries even my husband when he's on the phone if I'm downstairs I can hear him that's how cheap these walls are in this house <laughs> okay um just saying all right um now back to business 
we are on two Samuel slash Shemuel outline um, number two, and that's chapters four through six. I'm going to read um, second Shemuel slash Samuel. I'm interchangeably saying it because his real name is Shemuel, but they say Samuel. So I'm saying both names, whatever comes out, you already know what it is. Um, I'm going to be reading them both out. I already read uh, first Shemuel out and I'm going to be reading second Shemuel simply because it's important. There's something that I should have mentioned when I first started um, doing Shemuel, the books. Um, originally, they were not called first and second Shemuel or Samuel, how most people know it. They were originally called 1st Kings, 2nd Kings, 3rd Kings, 4th Kings. Why? Because it involved the kings. I already said that it's important to know about the kings. But somewhere along the line, back in history, somebody changed it. I already told you the Bible's tampered with, so um, it was changed from the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th Kings. Now it's 1st um, Shemuel, 2nd Shemuel, then it's 1st Kings, 2nd Kings, like that. It's supposed to be four books of kings the book of the kings um people know that who um understand bible history and and uh, things that contain the bible um and other people know that because um other books that continue to connect with the scriptures that's why i call them scriptures because they made the term quote unquote bible but it's actually a bunch of scrolls um and ciphers see for meaning scrolls so um there's a bunch of books that they put together and they call it the bible i already said this before you can go to my platform library and i'm explaining this in detail just choose a lesson listen to it um like i said back in the days probably the 1611 not sure because i can't remember off the top of my head and i don't have a 1611 bible although i'm on a search for one but back in those days i want to say i'm not sure if it was first Shemuel, second Shemuel, but I know originally it was first Kings, second Kings, third Kings, fourth Kings. Um, and there's other scriptures that are not in the Bible. They could be in the apocrypha or pseudepigrapha and they say the book of the Kings. So there's actually a thick book of the Kings, not just a mention of the book of the Kings, just like there's mentions. And I want to say there's four or five mentions within the Bible of the book of Yeshia, which is people call it the book of Jasa. Is Yeshia. So just like um the what I told you, <laughs> first Shemuel, second Shemuel was supposed to be first king, second kings, and third king and fourth king. They broke it down. Don't know why. Don't have time to explain why. Um just letting you know a piece of information in regards to these books. Um so um uh, I'm just going to give you a little uh, summary of what we did uh, last Sabbath. Uh, we know that um, King Shaul is dead and David is the king of Yahuda. Now, you already know that there's two kingdoms now. We already explained that last week. Okay? We already explained that. So there's two kingdoms. They split. And the Most High is not happy about that at all, but we'll get to that. 
So um, the highlights of this um, outline, this three um, chapters, we're going into chapter four. And like I said, I'm going to read it out. And at some point, I hope I don't butcher somebody's name, but you know what's going to happen. Um, I am at, um, I'm reading from the Amplified because it's in regular language, but you already know uh, names have changed because there wasn't um, no J's and certain other alphabets. The American alphabet is not the um, <laughs> Paleo-Hebrew alphabet, okay? Even Paleo-Hebrew is not the Hebrew that's today. So understand that, know that. So um, even these names that I struggle with is not the original names. So just know that. Okay. And the reason why I don't go to the CIFA is because it's still um, being said in regular um, old English, which sounds so weird when I'm reading. I have to hear what I'm reading. It sounds so crazy. So it sounds like I can't read. So I'm just telling you, I try to do it in regular English so you can understand what I'm saying. And and I don't have to keep um thinking to myself does this even make sense and this is what I'm thinking while I'm reading this this because it sounds so weird um old English is so tricky and wonky so that's why I'm reading it by the um uh, amplified um so let's do this <laughs> okay um second Samuel chapter four here's the highlights and it's uh Four one is Yeshurel being um, troubled at the death of Abner. Um, verses two through eight, Bena and Rechab or Rechab slay Ish Bashath and bring his head to Hebron. Uh, verses nine through twelve, David causes them to be slain and Ish Bashath's head to be buried. I want you to think about this while I'm reading it. I want you to think about this. And I don't want you, while I'm talking about the children of Israel and how they going through all this stuff amongst themselves, I want you to think about this. There's nothing new under the sun, okay? Solomon, and that's not his real name either. But anyway, Solomon in the scriptures, he wrote a lot of books more books that's in that what they call the bible a whole bunch of books he wrote and i already told you why they didn't put it in because the heathens who took the books believe they know what the most high said when it's not their books and they're not even in uh the children of israel i already told you the most high said in the book of ezra in the book of barak that um and in um um exodus and uh deuteronomy that he never, and uh, the book of Levi, he never gave anybody nothing but the children of Israel. He never talked to anybody but the children of Israel. And, and you could go to the platform library and get yourself acquainted. This is what the scriptures say that the Most High said to the children of Israel. I never showed nobody my miracles. I never talked to nobody. I never showed myself to anybody but y'all. Y'all are the apple of my eye and everybody else is spit in the bucket. Literally, that's what the Most High said. Okay, for all you people who do not believe that the most high is someone who will have vengeance, is someone who 
uh, does avenge his children. Someone who said that his children could ask for vengeance, I suggest you go to those books that I just mentioned along with the book of Enoch. Because I'm telling you, that's what the Most High says. There's nothing that I'm going to make up. There's nothing that um, is just going to pop in my head that I'm just going to tell you that ain't in them scriptures. Okay? I'm not going to sit up there and start talking from the top of my head and not be able to prove what I'm saying. I'm telling you what books to go to. Go read them. And the reason why I'm not going to tell you the chapter and the verse when he's saying is because I want you to equip, um, acquaint yourself with the whole book. Then you'll really know what he's been saying. Okay? Way more than what I'm saying. Then you'll know. So that um, that's that. And I want you to know that when the children of Israel are left to their own vices, just like back on the uh, book of um, Solomon, they're going to destroy themselves. I'm going to say this too before I read, uh, before I start reading this. The blessings and the curses. A part of that law is to listen to the most high, love one another, respect one another, treat your brother with kindness, love and all of that. As you can see, children of Israel ain't listening. They ain't listening in biblical times. They're not listening now. Everything that their ancestors did, they continue to repeat. The only thing is different is now that they ain't shoving spears in each other's guts. They shooting each other. Okay? It's the same thing over and over and over. And what does the Most High say about the blessing and the curses? When you listen to my law, statutes, precepts, and commands, you're going to get the blessings. When you don't listen to my law, statutes, precepts, and commands, the curses are going to follow you. What's happening with the children of Israel? The curse has been following them and running them down. Uh-huh. Okay? Just saying. Didn't stop and it won't stop until the consummation of time. What did I say? It will not stop until the consummation of time. That's what the Most High says too. That's why Yeshua said, I did not come here to stop the Lord. I came here to fulfill it. Okay? A part of the prophecy was for certain things to happen. Okay? And that's a part of the Most High statute, which is a law. Just saying. Back to what I'm saying. Now, we on chapter four. I'm, I'm sorry. Chap yes, chapter four. <laughs> Okay, and uh, this is second Shemuel, four from the Amplified. Now, Ishbosheth is murdered when Shaul's son Ishbosheth, king of Israel, heard that Abner had died in Hezron. He lost courage, and all Yasharel was horrified. Shaul's son had two men who were commanders of raiding bands of soldiers. One's name was Basna, and the other was Rechab. The sons of Remen, the Berathite of the sons or the tribe of Benjamin, which is Benjamin. For Beeroth is also considered part of the tribe of Benjamin. The Berathites fled to Gitain and have been resident aliens there to this day. Jonathan, Shaul's son, had a son whose feet were crippled. So Jonathan's son um, was crippled. Crippled, excuse me. He was five years old when the news of the deaths of Shaul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. 
and the boy's nurse picked him up and fled. But it happened that while she was hurrying to flee, he fell and became lame. So she must have fell on him because he must have been a little wee thing. Okay, she must have broke his legs. His name was Beth O. Chef. Oh, this is a, this is a tongue twister. Beth O. Chef. Yeah, Beth. Wait a minute. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> Sorry. I'm saying Beth and it's not even Beth. Is Meth Bisha Feth. That's what it is. So the sons of Rimen, the Beerothite, Rechab and Bena left and came to the house of Ishbatheth in the heat of the day while he was taking his midday rest. They came into the interior of the house as if to get wheat for the soldiers and they struck him in the stomach. This is the nonsense. And Rechab and Bena, his brother, escaped unnoticed. Now, when they entered the house, he was lying on his bed in the bedroom. They not only struck and killed him, but they also beheaded him. And they took his head and traveled all night by the way of Arabah. They brought the head of Ishbatheth to David at Hebron and said to the king, look at the head of Ishbatheth, the son of Shaul, your enemy. Let me just stop that right there. And I'm going to say this. You see how everybody was assuming that Shaul's family was um, the enemy to David. Just like I said last week, David loved Shaul and his family. But everybody looking at the situation, just because Shaul was treating David bad, thought that everybody hated David when that wasn't the truth. And David had respect for them. David is of good character. David loved and respect them, even though Shaul had that evil spirit on him that was trying to kill David. And because Shaul was jealous, jealousy is a wicked, 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 wicked spirit. When I say wicked, it's a very old spirit. And when Adam first gave his power away and sin came into the world, that's when jealousy came into the world. And the scriptures say, and this is not in the Bible, the scriptures say that jealousy is actually an I. E-Y-E. That's what it is. It's a big I. Yes. So um, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to continue reading. There are spirits that if you ever saw them, it would be the stuff of your nightmares. In the Testament of Solomon, when Solomon describes what these spirits come to him and present themselves as, I want you to think of the um, hieroglyphs, the hieroglyphs, I want to say hieroglyphs, so I'm just going to say, I may be pronouncing it wrong, the, um, the hieroglyphs at um, Egypt. I want you to think of these things that look like men with animal heads and all kinds of stuff. Think about that. And then all the rest of this disgusting looking stuff. 
You can even um, think about some video games or something that somebody would think of and it's just really wild and crazy. Well, that's how some of the spirits are. Hope you can't hear that um, <laughs> the um, garage going up because it is making a noise. You probably will hear it, but sorry, it's the garage going up because my husband's coming in. But um, these spirits that present themselves are not human <laughs> in any way. A lot of them, they come all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. They come all kinds of ways. So the scriptures, and when I say scriptures, I mean all uh, biblical texts. That's what I mean. That's when I say scriptures, I mean all biblical texts. Uh, some of them describe these spirits as having um, animal um bodies and human bodies connected and all kinds of stuff so you can imagine the spirit of jealousy being a, a evil eye yeah because uh, in the scriptures it says that the spirit of jealousy is an uh, is an eye a wicked eye so just understand that so um this eye uh possessing Shaul um is just one of those spirits that was turning against David, aside from the wicked spirit that was sent from the most high or the evil spirit, I would say, the evil spirit, because there's a difference. Um, so uh, David being treated unfairly, which is an understatement, he was um, targeted for death from Shaul does not mean the whole family was like that. But as you can see here, some people looking at the situation from David, they thought that they were doing a good thing by killing off David's family and bringing David, all of Shaul's family, when that wasn't the case with David. So David's going to be angry about this. Because even though the Most High said that he's going to kill off Shaul's family, and he did say that. It wasn't for David to do it. I already told you, the most I said, vengeance is his. Vengeance ain't nobody else's. As you can tell, the children of Israel is taking it upon themselves. There's some people that children of Israel, that's rebels, taking it upon themselves to act like they're doing somebody else a favor when it's their own wicked heart doing it. As you can see, two Benjamites just went and cut off one of Shaul's kids' head and bringing it to David. A mess. I'm just saying that to say the children of Israel, we got some rebels here. The most I say he's going to be weeding out the rebels, honey. Oh, yes. He said he's going to be weeding out the rebels. And he has been ever since Moshe brought them laws there. He's going to be weeding out the rebels. It's even before that, when they was in the uh, wilderness. And even before that, while they was in um, Mizraim, when the most high told them, don't go nowhere. This is in the book of Yashir. The Most High told the, uh, the 12 tribes, don't go nowhere. I'm going to bring you out. Just like today. The Most High say that the same thing. In spiritual Egypt, the Most High is going to bring the children out. Ain't no need for you to run nowhere, baby. That's scripture. I already told you. That's why I did the thing on spiritual Egypt, spiritual Babylon, and spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. The Most High said, I will come and get you. Oh, yes. That's a part of prophecy, baby. Part of prophecy. But anyway, we ain't going to talk about that right now, but we will be talking about that soon. I already told you, the Most High going to do the same thing he did back then. He's going to do it again. Anyway, 
So these children think that they're doing um, David a favor. Meanwhile, they um, uh, declaring war on um, Shaul's family. And the Most High said vengeance is his and not theirs. So you know they're going to get what they get. So I'm going to bring it back up and I'm going to say it again, verse 8. And they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron and said to David, look at the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Shaul, your enemy. The audacity of it all. Who sought your life. Thus the Most High has granted my Lord the King vengeance this day on Shaul and his descendants. I'm a, and his descendants. I'm going to say this. Who are they to say, oh yeah, the Most High is bringing you um, vengeance. Uh, who's to say that? They go kill somebody, then they say, oh yeah, the Most High brought you vengeance. Seriously? This is the audacity of the children of Israel. This is why the Most High is dealing with those rebels. Now, those are two rebels. David replied to um, Rechab and Bana, his brother, the sons of Rimon, the Berathite, and said to them, as the Most High lives, who has redeemed my life from every adversity. Praise y'all, hallelujah. You already know that's real uh, faith right there. When a man told me, behold, Shaul is dead, thinking that he was bringing good news, I seized and killed him as Ziklag to reward him for his news. Now, uh -huh, see, children of Israel, um, they think they're doing something good, but they really not. What they're doing is wretched because you don't take it upon yourself to do nothing. Nobody assigned you to do anything. This is what the children of Israel's um, problem is. They assign themselves as something and they saying, oh, the most high, which they say the Lord oh, told me to do this and told me to do it. No, no, no. Most high ain't tell you none of that. Maybe it was your God. Maybe it was the devil. Who knows? But it sure wasn't the most high doing that. Okay. Oh, you will know when it's the most high. This was wrong with the children of Israel in all instances. They take it upon themselves to do stuff. The most high ain't say near nothing to them. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I'm still, David saying what he's saying. How much more when wicked men have killed a righteous and just man in his own house, on his bed, shall I not require his blood from your hand and remove you from the earth? So David commanded his young men and they killed both of those guys and cut their hands and their feet and hung them beside the pool in Hebron. But they took Ishbosheth's head and buried it in Hebron in the tomb of Abner, his relative. You see how the children of Israel is just taking upon themselves, doing all kinds of stuff. You can't interpret a relationship between two other people. You have no idea what's going on in somebody else's head. This is what I say to people. Show me a mind reader. Bring me a mind reader. Nobody could read a mind. Nobody can read a mind. That's why you can't interpret other people's thoughts, feelings. You can't interpret it. If they not saying nothing to you, if they silent about it, you cannot interpret it. Why? Because you're not a mind reader. These two men thought, and this is, what, this is what I mean about them being mind readers. These two men looked at the situation of what's happening with David and they thought upon themselves because David never consulted with them. They thought upon themselves, oh, this whole family hates David. So we're going to do David a solid and kill David's son. Meanwhile, David continued with his close friends and confidants. 
And even um Shaul's family saying, I love Sha um, I love Shaul. I'm not gonna do nothing to the most high's anointed. See, if they was really David's friend and they really knew what was going on, then they would have got they would have got that. Okay. And know that David's not gonna do nothing to Shaul's family because David loves them. But these two fools took it upon themselves and thought they was doing something. And then they got a nerve to say, puck up their lips and say, oh yeah, the most high ordained it. Now I'm I'm bringing vengeance. Who are you? This is the children of Israel's problem. This is why we got problems like this now. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is the children of Israel's problem because they're trying to interpret somebody's thoughts and feelings. If David wanted to do anything to these people, he would have did it on his own. Who are you to elect yourself to do to do this? This is what the, um, the children's problem is right now. They're doing that right now. Don't step into somebody else's business, sir and ma'am. Don't step into somebody else's business. Let them handle their own business. But these two sirs right here, they turned around and they killed um, Shaul's uh, son. So what did David do? Turn around and kill them. Yeah, you're not going to play them down against. Uh-uh. You can't read David's mind. Okay? David said he wasn't going to mess with none of them. The most high is the one who does the vengeance. The most high is the one who saved and redeemed David from every adversity. That's what David said. So why would David have to lean on two uh, heathen acting men that thought that they was doing something for David to kill uh, David's relative? I mean, to kill Shaul's relative. Stop playing. Stop playing. This is why David gave them exactly what they uh, wanted right there. Okay, so now we're on... Um, chapter five and this is the highlights of chapter five um verses one through three is the tribes come to hebron and anoint david over yasharel um four and five david's age six through ten um taking zion from the jesuits dwells in it he's he's uh david's taking it uh 11 through 12 Hiram sends to David, uh, 13 through 16. 11 sons were born to David in Jerusalem. 17 through 21, David directed by Yah smites the Philistines at Baal, Barazim, Harazim, sorry. Um, 22 through 25, and again at the mulberry trees. Now, I know it sounds weird, but those are highlights. <laughs> those are the um those are the outline highlights, and then I'm just gonna read it out. All right. David King over all. Oh, it's saying David King over all Yasharel, honey. I'm stopping because in the previous chapter is saying that it broke down two kingdoms, which the two kingdoms, there are two kingdoms. But I guess at that time, who knows? Anyway, um, we're going to start at five. Then all the tribes of Yasharel came to David at Hebron and said, behold, you are our bone sorry, we are your bone and your flesh. 
in times past when Shaul was king over us, it was you who led Yasharel out of war and brought Yasharel in from battle. And the Most High told you, you shall shepherd my people, Yasharel, and be ruler over them. So all the elders, which are the tribal leaders of Yasharel, came to the king at Hebron. And King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Most High, and they anointed him king over Yasharel. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Yahuda seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, see, this is what I'm saying. So I guess he was the king of the both uh, sections because they are going to be broken down. It says that there was two um, kings and that Israel um, was separated. That's what we read the last week. But I guess it's going to explain more how it work, um, works itself out. Okay, so I'm going to read it again. Um, this is verse 5. In Hebron, he reigned over Yahuda for seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Yasharel and Judah. That's what I'm saying. That's two different kingdoms, two different. They, um, they uh, sectioned themselves off. Okay. Now the king and his men were at Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem, against the Yebusites, the inhabitants of the land who said to David, you shall not enter here for the blind and the lame, even the weakest among us will turn you away. They thought David cannot come in here because the walls were impenetrable. Nevertheless, David captured the stronghold fortress of Zion, that is the city of David. Then David said on that day, whoever strikes the Jebusites, let him go up through the underground water shaft and strike the lame and the blind who were detested by David's soul because of their arrogance. So for that reason, they say the blind and the lame Jebusites shall not come into the royal house of Yasharel because they was real wicked to David. So David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And he built all around the surrounding area from the Millow fortification and inward. David became greater and greater for the most high, the L of hosts of heaven's army, the power of heaven's armies was with him. And you already know uh, heaven's armies is powerful, honey. They powerful because they help get rid of all the heathens. Okay. Now, Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent messengers to David with cedar trees carpenters and stonemasons and they built a house which is a palace for David and David knew that the most high had established him king over Yasharel and that he had exalted him his kingdom for his people Yasharel's sake David took more concubines here we go let me just say let me say this <laughs> let me say this 
the children of Israel, the sons of Zion's downfall is women. Especially in the line of Yahuda. If you don't believe me, believe the testament of Yahuda, because that's what he says. Your kryptonite, your Achilles heel is a female. Mosby's over there cracking up. I'm telling you, your kryptonite, your Achilles heel is a female. I don't care what kind of female it is. A heathen, a daughter of Zion, anything. Y'all need to slow down and pump your brakes. That's what you need to be doing. So now we back on day because he is no better. He is no better and he is not an example for the children of Yahuda or the children of Israel. Y'all need to slow down. You need to calm down. I already told you, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 17, 17 say, don't stack up women like you collecting dolls, collecting baseball cards, collecting hats, collecting sneakers. You don't collect no females like you be collecting all the rest of the stuff. That's idolatry. Deuteronomy 17, 17. Don't you forget that. Now let me get back to David and his nonsense. David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem after he came from Hebron and more sons and daughters were born to him. This is what I'm talking about. This is the nonsense I'm talking about. You become very distracted when you keep collecting things. Too much of anything is not good for you. I want to say something. <laughs> I want to say something when it comes down to collecting a bunch of women. I don't know if I should say. Let me say this. First, I want to say this. I am not the average. Um, <laughs> minister. I am not the average minister. I am going to say some things that's going to curl people's hair back if they had hair. And if you do have hair, it's going to curl your hair. It's going to curl your toes. Why? Because that's how I'm going to deliver it. Sometimes I have to shock you to let you know that this is real. This is not a game. And whatever method I use, I'm going to use. And I believe it's effective. Why? Because you're listening. I'm going to say this. The average man can't handle more than one woman. Now, you may believe that you can. You may believe that you can have a bunch of sister wives, a, a harem, a concubines all over. Just think about Solomon. Thousand women. Could he really handle all these women? Not only physically. Okay? Your physicality can't handle them. Because now I'm going to go into science. And then I'm going to keep going, but I'm just going to say this. According to science, a man's libido after 25 starts going downhill. I'm not saying every man, but the typical man, this is science. This is for those people who don't believe in spirituality or quote unquote religion because they bunch spirituality and religion um, as the same thing. And it really isn't. But for those people, those men who really, 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 really believe that they can handle more than one woman. 
I'm going to give you your wake-up call. The average man cannot, physically cannot. Not only that, emotionally you can't. You know women, honey, you know women not only could be strong-willed, but they could be a thorn in your side. Don't you do nothing that's going to get on their nerves, honey, because they're going to drag you. They're going to drag you one way or another. And I'm going to tell you this. It's not just me saying it. The scriptures say that too. I'm going to do a lesson about women and I'm going to do it about men because there's cur there's a curse on, there was a curse on a woman and a man, both of them. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. It's so many things I want to share that's from the scriptures, but I'm going to say this. There are so many things that talk about women, especially in the book of Solomon, about getting on a woman's bad side or the worst thing you could do is, uh have a woman that's not a um, righteous woman. It's like a curse to you. So I say this, collecting women with all these personalities and all these outlooks and all of that is not good for the uh, sons of Zion simply because the most High says don't collect all, a whole bunch of women because that's idolatry, Deuteronomy 17, 17. He also had a conversation with Solomon and said, why do you want all these women, all kinds of women that's not even the children of Zion? They're going to turn you away from me, which is a sin. Um, it's one of the sins of the law. This is what the children of uh, Zion or the children of Israel or um, Yasharel sons. This is the problem with them. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a menace. It's a problem. And there's laws that you're supposed to live by and you're not. This is why you're in the situation you're doing. I already told you that the children of Israel all collectively as an assembly is the bride of the Most High. What did I say? The children collectively is the bride of the Most High. If one of them do something, everybody suffer. It's been happening like that since the beginning of time and it shows all through those scriptures one person do something everybody gonna get it it never went away the laws never went away it's a law it never went away this is why uh the rebels are being uh rooted out it never went away when you start uh when you start listening to the law statutes precepts and commands of the most high you will get the blessings when you don't listen to those law statutes precepts and commands you will get the curses it never went away never went away not one jot, not one tittle will go away into the consummation of time, which is a new um, new heaven, new earth. It ain't going away into the end of this time that we have now. That's why I'm doing the consummation of time to prove to you that the laws are still in place. Okay? If we was all um, elevated to walk in real faith, then we wouldn't have to listen to the laws because that's righteousness. And nobody's righteous. No, not one. Everybody has fallen short and they sinned. Period. Okay. So back to David and all these concubines and everybody. David is going to run into some issues with these women. He's going to run into some issues. Honey. Mm -hmm. He is. He is. And so is his son Solomon. But I'm not going to put the cart before the horse. But I will say this. David with all these concubines, he's doing too much. As you can see, there's some things that's starting to come into place that will unfurl and be David's downfall. Yeah, you will see it. But you can, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that you can tell when danger is coming. 
you could tell when David um with da danger's coming. You saw it with Shaul, and now you're seeing it with David. You saw it with Shaul when he said he's gonna be listening to all the laws, and then he turned around and started getting greedy. When the most I told him, don't do X, Y, and Z. Oh no, I ain't gonna do it. And he turned around and did it. Covenant other people's things. That's a law that never went away. All these females, that's another law. Deuteronomy 17, 17. It's a law. Okay? Under coveting. Okay? And lusting. Okay? I'm going to point out the laws. Because people just think this is just stuff. Uh-uh. They laws. Okay? Laws, statutes, precepts, and command. All same thing. If you don't believe that, go to my platform library and pull out that lesson, law, statutes, precepts, and commands. Pull them out because I'm going to point out the laws because people are, see, semantics is getting to people's heads and they looking at stuff without looking at stuff. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. They looking at stuff and not interpreting what should be interpreted. This is why people get messed up. Okay. So David is starting to covet and start to collect wives like people collect baseball cards, like they collect shoes, like they collect all kinds of stuff. I already told you too much of anything is going to be your downfall. Not good for you. I'm going to read it again. Verse 13. David took more concubines and more wives from Jerusalem after he came from Hebron and more sons and daughters were born to him which is going to be his downfall. Anyway, and these are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem. I ain't going through all the names, but I'm going to tell you how many kids he had at that point. Well, it is important for me to say the names, but I'm going to tell you how many kids and then I'll say the names. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven kids. So let me attempt the names. Um, uh, Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, mm-hmm, Ibhar, Elishua, El Elishua, Elishua, whatever, which one, Elishua or Elishua, Napeg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Elephant. Those are 11 kids. Okay. And that's important. I wasn't going to read their names, but if I would have cliff noted, you would have not know those names until Solomon, until Solomon um, got, came into play. But um, war with the Philistines. I'm going to say this too. That's just naming the sons. That's just naming the sons. Even though it says sons and daughters was um, uh, born to him, he only named the sons. Okay? Because he ain't named the daughters yet. You'll find out later. Anyway. Okay. War with the Philistines. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Yasharel, all the Philistines went up to look for him. But he heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out for the battle. Do you know these Philistines is like gnats? You just cannot get rid of them. Now the Philistines came and spread out for the battle in the valley of Rephaim. 
David inquired of the Most High, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? Now, you notice that David is talking straight to the Most High, consulting with the Most High. Uh-huh. And for the Most High to answer, you know that David was righteous. Notice that David, I mean, that Yashu, Yash, sorry, Yahuwah, that Yahuwah stopped talking to Shaul. All of that was trying to come out. That's why I was bumbling it up. Notice that uh, Shaul was able to talk to um, Yahuwah, the Most High, in the beginning. But then um, when Shaul transgressed, the Most High <laughs> gave him crickets. That's what you get, crickets. I'm not saying nothing to you. You get these crickets, baby. That's what you're getting. But anyway, I'm saying that to say, you got to be righteous for the Most High to answer you right off. Hey, everybody's not going to get, I don't care if they in Yashua, I don't care if they believe themselves to be so righteous and this and that. Most High ain't saying nothing. Notice how he's saying something to David. Okay. And notice he used to say something to Shaul until Shaul kept transgressing and the Most High paid him crickets, which is nothing. No, know that. Okay. All right. So David inquired of the Most High saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? That's what David asked the Most High to consult with the Most High. And the Most High said to David, go up for I will certainly hand these heathens over to you. I'm going to give them to you. Go on, go get him. That's me saying it. So David came to Baal Parazim. Now I'm going to say this, Baal Parazim. You can tell that this was somebody else's land because different, um, different nations uh, worshipped devils, which was their gods. This is why the Most High said, don't follow the other nations because they worship devils. Baal Perizim is named after, after a pagan god. That's why you don't call the most high god. It's named, uh, that area is named after a pagan god because Baal is a pagan god. Understand that? Know that. Just letting you know. So David came up to Baal Perizim. And he defeated the Philistines there and said, the most high has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. So he named that place Baal Paris, Parisum, master of breakthroughs. The Philistines abandoned their pagan idols there. Good you. So David and his men took them away to be burned. Mm-hmm. The Philistines came up once again and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of the Most High and said, excuse me, when David inquired of the Most High, he said, you shall not go up, but circle around behind them and come at them in front of the Bazam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the bosom trees, then you shall pay attention and act promptly. At that time, the Most High will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. Let me stop this right here. And I will say to you, did you hear what the Most High said? 
in every instance, the Most High says, vengeance is mine. Did you hear what the Most High just told David? He says, stop right here. Because David says, should I go out and um go pursue them? The Most High said, uh-uh, don't go up. When you hear some noise from the bosom trees and it sounds like marching at the top of the trees, then you go out, go out and watch what I do. That's what he told David in regular words. You stand right here and you watch. Listen for the trees to make noise like there's people marching. And just go out and watch. Okay? Because the Most High said, I'm going to go out before you and I'm going to strike the army of the Philistines. This is what the Most High said. He, vengeance is his. Vengeance ain't David's. Vengeance ain't the children of Israel's, honey. They ain't got to do nothing. I already told you. One of the part of the laws is that the Most High going to get all of Yashorel's enemies. That's a law. That law ain't going to um, go away until the end of time, the consummation of time. I ain't going to keep saying it because I'm going to hit you with this lesson so good. You're going to understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Vengeance is the most highest, baby. I don't care what happens to the children of Israel. The most high is taking all kinds of notes because the most high is not going to forget a, a, a dot on the I or a cross on a T. When I say the most high going to complete it all, that's exactly what he going to do. I don't care. I don't care if somebody got slapped in the face when they was a baby and nobody knew. Oh, the most high is going to avenge all of that. All of that. Just saying. So the most high will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. This is what the most high is saying to David. David, just, uh, David did just as the most high had commanded him. Okay. And struck down the Philistines from Gibba. As far as Gezer. Now, when the most high, um, when most high made those um trees shake like that and he um rustled out them Philistines, that's when David was to rush out and get the rest of whatever uh the most high left for him. That's that. Okay. You're not gonna mess with the most high, babe. You're not gonna mess with the most high. See, let me just tell you how the most high is. We can't comprehend what the most high does. We in our heads, I'm talking about the average person, believe, and, and those believers who's Christians and whoever is who's, that's taught ass backwards, they really believe that the most high is just somebody that's up there going, oh, I love everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just love everybody. And, you know, whatever happens just happens. But I'm going to love you anyway. I don't care if you kill somebody or sin every day. I'm just going to love you. This is what the average Christian believes. Oh, no. If somebody smack you on the cheek, you're, gonna, you're supposed to turn around and let them smack the other cheek. Oh, my, my, my. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Ruach ain't never said nothing like that. First of all, you got to understand which book you reading. Who who Shaul was, who he was sent to, and who he was sending letters to. He did not send that in the book of Hebrews. He sent that in the book of Romans. <laughs> he sent it in the book of uh, Hebrews, honey. He ain't telling Hebrews nothing like that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And you know he wrote the book of Hebrews too. Did he tell the Hebrews anything like that? Even though the children were scattered, did he tell the Hebrews that? No. 
He told the Romans that. Okay? Back to what I was saying. Child, let he who has an ear with the Ruach saying, people think something is so easy. No. The Ruach is not talking to you. The Ruach's not talking to you because uh, you you doing everything wrong. You, you listening wrong. You read wrong. Child, let me move on. Let me move on. Here's the highlights to chapter six. David fetches the ark of Kerajah Jerem on a new chart. Cart, excuse me. Uh, that's one through five. Verses six through eight, Uzzah is smitten at Paraph Uzzah. Nine through 11, Yah blesses Obed Edom for the ark. Um, 12 through 16, David brings the ark into Zion with sacrifices and dances before it, for which Michael despises him. Uh oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Verses 17 to 19, he places it in. Wait, I got a layer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. David places it in a tabernacle with great joy and feasting. Verses 20 through 23, Mishael reproving David for his religious joy. And you already know he's not religious. Is childless in her death. Okay. Oh boy. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. This is uh, chapter six. Peril and moving the ark. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Yasharel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all those who were with him and Baal, Jerah, uh, Judah, sorry, Kareth, Jerem, to bring up from there to Jerusalem the ark of the Most High, which is called by name, the very name of the Most High of hosts who dwells in who dwells enthroned above the cherubim. They placed the Ark of the Most High in a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. You already know who Abinadab was. He was one of the priests. And Yuza and Aho, sons of Abinadab, were leading the new cart. So they brought it with the Ark of the Most High from the house of Abinadab, which was on a hill, and Ohio was walking in front of the ark. Meanwhile, David and all of the house of Yasharel was celebrating and dancing before the Most High with all kinds of instruments made of fear, F-I-R, or cypress wood with lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets and symbols let me just say this child david was dancing <laughs> david david can dance and singing he's gonna be doing that too in the new world yeah that's uh that's prophecy yep yep anyway when they came to nakon's threshing floor uzzah reached out with his hand. Listen, listen. I need you to listen to this. I need you to listen. This is how, this is important right here. Listen. When they came to Nacon's threshing floor, this is one of the children of Israel. 
Yuza reached out his hand to the ark of the most high and took hold of it. Now, why he do that? Why did he do it? Why, why, why? And I'm going to tell you. Because the ox stumbled and nearly overturned it. So I guess they must have been walking and the ox tried to, uh, he took a tumble. And Yuza, U-Z-Z-A-H, try to hold it up. That's what he tried to do. Now he didn't mean, you know, he, he meant well. He didn't mean to do nothing offensive. But guess what? It angered the most high. Mm-hmm. And it says this, and the anger of the most high burned against Yuza, and the most high struck him there for his irreverence. And he died there by the ark of the most high. Uh-huh. Now I'm gonna tell you why this happened. Because one of the laws is nobody messes with the ark. Nobody touches it. It's too holy. That's why. Even if somebody's intentions was nice and good, the most high's word is the most high's word and you don't cross it. That's how the most high is. You're not going to cross his word. When he said, don't do it, I don't care. Don't do it. You should have let the the uh, the bull or whatever he did stumble over, let the most high deal with it. You don't touch it. And that's exactly what happened. The most high struck him dead because the most high said one of the laws is don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Don't touch it. David became angry and grieved and offended because of the Most High's outburst against Yuza. And that place, his, that place has been called Perez Yuza, outburst against Yuza to this day. Mm -hmm. so, that, so David got stressed. So David was afraid of the Most High that day. <laughs> you see this? David started getting a little too comfortable, even though he, he was in his feelings. Most of you already know what the Most High said. You better fear me. If it ain't reverence, you sure better cower in front of me. Fear me. Because the Most High's not playing. When I say the Most High ain't playing with you, I mean what I say. Oh, there's some things in here that the Most High, you be thinking... The average person will think, what kind of, and they'll say, God, what kind of God does that? What kind of God lets that happen? A just Elohim, that's what kind. See, your, your idea of a God and who the most high really is, is two different things. This is why I'm trying to deprogram you for what you think you know and get you on the right path to knowing the most high. Okay, because right now, a lot of people believe they know who the Most High is and they don't have a clue. Not a clue. So I'm going to read verse nine again. So David was afraid of the Most High that day. And he said, how can the Ark of the Most High come to me? David was unwilling to move the Ark of the Most High into the city of David with him. Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. So the Ark of the Most High remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Giddite, for three months. And the Most High blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Mm -hmm. The Ark is brought to Jerusalem. See, David got a little too uh, <laughs> happy. 
David got a little too happy. You know the most high love David, but he, the most high is not gonna play them games. That the most high is not gonna play them games. No, he ain't. The ark is brought to Jerusalem. Now, King David was told, the most high has blessed the house of Obed Edom and all that belongs to him, because the ark of the most high. So David went and brought up the ark of the most high from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with rejoicing and gladness. See, first he got a little too overzealous with all this dancing and partying. And the most high did something that shocked them. Uh-huh. And then he calmed down for a little while. Okay. Calm down, David. Now David's second attempt to bring it into uh, the house of David, the, or the city of David. Now when those who were carrying the ark of the Most High by his poles, that's how they should have been doing it, had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. And David was dancing before the Most High with great enthusiasm. And David was wearing a linen ephod, the priest's upper garment. So David and all the house of Yasharel was bringing up the ark of the most high to the city of David with shouts of joy and with the sound of the trumpet. Then the ark of the most high came into the city of David. Mishael, who is Shaul's daughter and David's wife. Remember, she was the first wife that Shaul gave to another man, uh-huh, which is a, uh, Shaul transgressed the law by giving that wife to somebody else when they was married. She sh he should never have done that. That was a transgression of the law. So, uh, Mishael, David's daughter, looked down from the window above and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Most High. David was a little <laughs> a mess. And she felt contempt for, her, for him in her heart because she thought that was undignified that he did that. They brought in the Ark of the Most High and set it in its place inside the tent, which David pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Most High. Then David had finished the offering and the burnt offerings and peace offerings. He blessed the people in the name of the Most High of hosts and distributed to all the people the entire multitude of Yasharel, both men and women, to each a ring-shaped loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people departed to their homes. Then David returned to bless his household. Hold on. Put my glove away. Okay. But his wife, Mishael, and the daughter of, oh, who is the daughter of Shaul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious and distinguished was the king of Yasharel today, who uncovered himself and stripped off his kingly robes in the eyes of his servants, maids like one of the riffraff 
who shamelessly uncovers himself. Oh my. So David said to Mishael, it was before the most high that I did this, who chose me above your father and all his house to appoint me as ruler over Yasharel and the people of the most high. Therefore, I will celebrate in pure enjoyment before the most high. Oh my. Yet I will demean myself even more than this, and I will be humbled in my own sight and yours as I please. Oh my, David's saying this to Mishael. But by the maids to whom you mentioned, oh my, by them shall I be held in honor. Mishael, the daughter of Shaul, had no child to the day of her death. Now, Mishael was saying all that stuff to David, saying, oh, you flaunting yourself in front of all these females, because that's what the maids are. You front, in front of all these females and all of these uh, people out here, you just doing all kinds of stuff, showing off. And David's basically saying, I ain't showing off in front of them. I ain't even thinking about them. I'm praising the most high and I'm going to do it as humbly as I can. I don't care what it look like in front of um, nobody else. I'm praising the most high. So, you know, they was going back and forth. Uh, I don't understand how he took, why he took her back. I, I understand what the scriptures say about marriage, how you should stay married. But there's one caveat. If the most high did not choose your mate, and you saying, oh, no, the Lord chose this. And you literally just chose that mate out of the lust of your own heart. I can see that. But uh, Mishael was promised to David and it was a blessed um, thing. But then Shaul made it wicked and took David's bride, which they did love each other at one time, and gave her to another man, which was a sin. But now they had each other's throats. And that's a sad situation, which it's just sad. But um, that's that for those three chapters. Um, I want to say that as we continue to move forward in these scriptures, you will see the nonsense that the children of Israel do. Like I said, and I'm going to say it like this. And those who understand what I'm saying know what I'm saying. But then I'm going to say it in a regular way that everybody understand. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say it in a way that everybody understands because I was going to say something, but I'm going to say this. The situation that people do, the nonsense that they do, especially the children of Israel, never changes. Even though the people change, the situation doesn't change because it's a curse. When you don't listen to the lower statutes, precepts, and commands, you will be cursed. When you listen to the law, statutes, precepts, and commands, you will be blessed. So until the children start listening to the law, statutes, precepts, and commands, which have not gone away because the Most High never rescinded them, you will continue to be cursed. And the things that you do to each other is a part of the curses because if you look around to what the children of Israel are doing, and I mean all of them, the ones that's in Africa, the ones that spread all over the four corners of the, uh, of the globe, and the ones especially in the United States, when you look and see the things that they're doing, I mean all the sins and all of the stuff that they're doing to one another and people, go to 
the book of Deuteronomy 28 and read what happens when you don't listen to the laws. Read the curses and see what, what it is. Read the curses. Uh-huh. Just read them. And this, what's happening in the curses is exactly what the children of Israel is doing today. And uh, what the Most High said, uh, Deuteronomy um, 2868, <laughs> that's what they're doing all over. Mm-hmm. Look those, uh, look that up. Look up Deuteronomy 28 and look Deuteronomy um, 2868 and see what the Most High did to them to spread them all over. They're doing all the things that the curses are saying. Killing each other, sickness, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they're not listening to the laws. The laws have not gone away. Just saying. Um, with that, I hope that uh this lesson edified you. I hope you learned something like every day that I um or every Sabbath that I'm reading the scriptures and giving you information. I hope that you learn something with every daily lesson. I hope that you learn something with every upload about current events and world's events. I hope that you learn something. As we continue to move forward, and even when I start um, discussing the prophecies, I hope that you learn some. The purpose of these Cliff Note lessons and discussions and um, uh, daily lessons and, and, and the whole platform library and scriptural jewels and um, guest lessons and um, everything is for you to elevate, learn, about the most high and learn about your life and your fate, especially the children of Israel. Because we all, we are all in the same water, different boats. We all in the same hot water, different boats. Understand that, know that. With that, I say, enjoy your Sabbath. And until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. To hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, 
Don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.